0: SaaS Insiders, welcome to another episode of our show. Today, I have a guest who is a serial SaaS founder. He's a founder of FastDoc, founder of CardCado, founder of Overflow Digital Solutions, that's an agency, as well as some other businesses along his way. Today, he is with us to share the value of the feedback and how we can increase conversions and improve products through user feedback. With that said, I hope Mostat, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Vlad. It's uh, just a pleasure to be with you in this podcast and welcome for all the listeners. We hope this podcast will be valuable for them, especially uh, generally about the SaaS feed and uh, especially about the feedback uh, part. So we hope they, they will enjoy it.
0: Awesome, awesome. Maybe you can share in just a couple of words, a little bit more about your background, just so that SaaS Insiders understand where you're coming from.
1: So, I'm uh, mainly I'm a software engineer in, uh, in software engineering and uh, distributed computing, computing systems with a marketing background. So, I worked for some privately held and public companies. Then I pivoted to to entrepreneurial uh, part. So I founded my company for digital solutions. We were working on uh, on service for for uh, clients like uh, like uh, development of of uh, websites, of uh, mo- of mobile apps, of web app. Then I pivoted again to to build my own product. So. We to try to serve a mass of clients, hundred and million of clients, uh, then then working with the, the bilateral with one client. So uh, I'm actually a serial digital entrepreneur, working mainly on SaaS uh, apps and mobile apps. General, this is IU.
0: Now what I like about it is you mentioned uh, engineer with marketing background. Now that's it uh, that sounds like a superpower.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so to explain it so. When you are uh, an engineer, you can work as an employee, but when you are an entrepreneur, a business uh, guy, so you can't, you can't go only with, with technical. You should have a marketing uh, part. So I focus to learn some, some marketing aspects to try multiple strategies because if, even you, when you build a product, the technical side is just 10%. So the 90% is is just for, for the marketing, how to go to market, how to bring users, how to, how to sell, how to, to get uh, revenue from those, from those products. So mainly every, every entrepreneur will, will have his, his, his first background and another background related to marketing.
0: Now this is this is this is so true. This is so true. It's because mostly when I speak to people, they're they are non-technical founders, right? So they have some expertise in some industry and also marketing skills. So they're usually then looking for someone who is more technical to like to co-found something, right? You have kind of both sides. For our topic today, because it sounds a bit bold, it sounds increased convergence and improve product through user feedback, right? How exactly? Does user feedback help you with increasing conversions, uh, let alone improving the product itself?
1: So to explain it uh, simply and shortly, I, I always say that when you are focusing on, on user feedback, you are automatically building a product with and for customers and with and for markets. So mainly when you are listening to your customers and adding or improving futures based on, on their requirements and uh, their needs, you will uh, will be generally and absolutely uh, helping your, your product to increase the conversion because when we check a uh, a customer who is uh, in the free plane, like, uh, by example, in 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 our tool, and listen to to his requirements and uh, push them inside the software, it will be a high probability that will will it will be converted to to a paid user because we we implemented his his uh, his requirements in the tool. So mm. in, in a big percent, it, it will be it will be converted.
0: Okay, got it, got it. I'm sure you have the whole framework you can share with SaaS insiders on how to collect user feedback, which we will talk in just a couple minutes from now. But what do you think would be the long-term consequences of not having a specific process for collecting user feedback? So let's say I'm a SaaS founder, I build a product, I kind of dabble with feedback. I mean, I get it from here and from here, and from comments in my group. I don't have a very specific process for that. So, what's wrong with that, and how that can impact the business?
1: When when, when you are like uh, doing like this, that's mean one thing: that you are not 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 giving uh, much importance to to the feedback. And mm-hmm. uh, like uh, like the, the statistics say, ninety uh, percent of startups fail. And the main reason, there is no market need, uh, need for, for their product or their, their service. In another words, like uh, they are building a product that nobody wants or nobody going to use. And this could be a, a big consequence of building a product without adopting a process to collect feedback. Because mainly when you have feedback, it's like a backlog of feedback that will be later converted to a backlog of futures for your products, for, for your improvement of the, of the product. So it's like you are building blindly and going to market basing all your efforts uh, on luck. If, if you are not taking into consideration all the feedback that, that should be collected. So uh, then as a result for for not having a process to, to collect feedback, you will be mainly in the in the 90% part of startups that file that not that are not listening users, that are uh, uh, not hearing what the users need and what what is the requirement of users. So mainly um, and uh, generally. Uh, the startups may be losing time, money, effort for a product that's maybe no, not not working on the market just because a small thing that should be taken take into consideration that are the the feedback of the the user and and I, by, by that I I put a focus mainly on the early users because the early users feedback are the fuel of 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 the product.
0: Got it. And I hope correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard that you mentioned about something that user feedback helps you find what exactly people are going to use. If I understood correctly, and maybe for SaaS insiders to hear as well, we're talking about product market fit, right? And how we can listen to users and refine it to actually fit exactly our product with the target audience.
1: Yes, because mainly when you are building a product, you are not mainly at the beginning in in the product market fit. Mm-hmm. But by the time and by the, it's like, it's like a wheel of continuous improvement. And every, in every iteration and every increment, you are adding a future based on what your users uh, are, are telling you. And every time you are putting there a future, changing futures, removing futures, and this, this continuous improvement process will take you to, to build a product. Mainly, it's, it's like the, the market is building with you the products. It's not like you are, you are focusing in a, in, a, in a closed room with your, with your laptop on your software and building for months and months. And when you go to market, there is no validation, no feedback, no, no, nobody wants your product. But when you are building in, a, in parallel with, with the market, you are sure you are, you are building something for the market, something for the users, something that uh, the input is what the user, user wants, the output is your software.
0: SaaS insiders, I hope you pick this up. Don't neglect the market. Let the market help you build a product. Build it with the market because they will tell you exactly what they want if you ask them the right way. I hope when it comes to framework for collecting feedback, if I'm a SaaS founder who's who has this who have this idea about about a product and I build it, but I, I also need to fit in the process for collecting feedback. As you said, it should be iterative, right? It should it should happen over and over and over again. We should improve and learn. Do you have any particular framework, any particular blueprint that you use to to collect feedback on constant basis? It's, it's
1: like, uh, let's say, let's take maybe a scenario as, a, as a, an example. Let's say you discovered maybe a pain or a problem somewhere, and you, you are building a software to reduce this pain or to fix this problem. So after that, you will enter in a wheel of improvement. This wheel is mainly, you will be like uh, building a, a minimum viable product, then putting it on the market, collecting some feedback, some insights, some data from, from users and uh, some other users. And this uh, will be the input to, to for your learning and for your improvement. So you add to the products by by uh, by iteration. For, for this, like uh, there is there is multiple ways to collect feedback from users but uh, I used uh, uh, one framework that that worked really for for me uh, it was the the collection of, of feedback through lifetime deals because when you are in the market uh, at the early stage you can't know if the feedback is accurate or not and to get the accurate feedback like uh, for our software we have we have a premium model so mm-hmm. there, there is some 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 free users that came that told you the feedback but this this uh, those are, are considered for me as a, uh, an inaccurate feedback because you can't take a feedback that told you that your product is amazing, is great, is good. I, I will be using it later. This, this is not a, an accurate feedback. But when you are in the free model, you you, you are just uh, in in the search for a frameworks to get to get feedback that are accurate. And by that. We we use some lifetime deals. So lifetime deals bring you some users at the beginning without some marketing efforts or or money invested in marketing because because when you are on a, at at early stage, you can't go to market with your with your MVP mm-hmm. or your or your product because you know that it's not strong sufficiently to be to be on the market. So you can't put uh, marketing efforts, bring users, and let them churn. The the first thing to do, and and uh, we done that. It was it, it was just great. We signed some contracts with some lifetime dealers. We we collected feedback through them. We did have uh, two contracts of of uh, of lifetime deals. We collected feedback, and th- those feedback were really useful because they are coming from from uh, paid users, yeah. and they are they are mainly negative. So the negative feedback, the most accurate ones, uh, you, you, you can't go to the, to the market with a product in one month and receive feedback saying that is an, an amazing product. You say that uh, you you know uh, you know very well that it's not an amazing an amazing product so there yeah. is, there are some bugs there are some errors so when you receive feedback from refunded users from paid users that are not uh, satisfied you okay. you say that, that this, this this feedback will will help you to to improve more and so we 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 base our, our work on this on this framework that, that's mainly focusing on on lifetime deals collecting feedback from them building and improving the products and after a mm-hmm. uh, few iterations, we can go to the market and we can invest effort and time and be just on, on the marketing because we know that we collected a very good amount of good feedback and accuracy that uh, helped us uh, make products more stronger.
0: Well, I, I want to touch the point of negative feedback because that's important. As for free users, I, I want to & Cyrus to pick this up as well. It might be not accurate to collect feedback from Free users because they're not paying for you. So, those are not your ideal customers. So, you will be focusing on their feedback. Chances are you probably get more of them. And when the free user uses your product and says it's amazing, it's like, that's BS. If you like my product, pay for it. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to feel like I need the money. You know, like uh, pay for it and tell me what's wrong with it. Th- that's how I also agree with that. But as for the negative feedback, that's, that's one point is. I see a lot of times founders when they when they create a product when they launch it if 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 they don't know how to use feedback and they hear a lot of negativity they think they suck as as a founder and the product is not working can you tell me why negative feedback is better than than just vanilla i don't care about your product like why negative is actually better
1: because mainly when you are on the market, firstly you push uh, the products on the market based on your child, on your uh, problem searching, and on your uh, on your first validation. But with uh, a real product or real MVP on the market, you are not sure that if if uh, the products fit or not. So if you are receiving just feedback. Because even when you go for, for 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 big product like like Facebook, TikTok, or or other, you will find a, a negative feedback. You are you will find that there is futures missing. There is futures that are not working not working well. And. Uh, how, how, how this is can be possible that you are launching a product every every feedback is amazing every feedback is great and you are just uh, uh, at the beginning maybe there will be a good amount of good feedback but if there is no negative feedback or aggressive feedback just you you should pay attention because there is something that is not going well because there is something wrong so because when you go for a free users that that is just here to test your product or just here to take a, a lifetime for free, or take some futures for free. Mainly, he will he will be not losing his time telling you the, the every futures with with the remarks. So he will he will be just telling you that the product is good. Just so he he, he can stop the discussion with you or stop the the conversation with you when he, there is a paid users. At this time, he put his money in your software. So if he is aggressive and he is using maybe a bad word, this is this is the scenario that that we are looking for. Because this scenario will help us to know maybe the product is, is just a shitty product because because uh, for our products, we try mainly uh, and always to to avoid validating them on the market. but in in opposite, we try to invalidate the product. To invalidate the product, we should receive a lot of negative feedback. and uh, because this this help to maybe uh, pivot the idea at the early stage it's like you are building some futures that are not the right futures and mm-hmm. the negative feedback let you pivot your idea pivot your products pivot maybe all your problem that the problem that you, that you are fixing at the beginning and this is very helpful at the beginning and, uh, is, uh, at, at the beginning. and uh, there is always that uh, between between lines when 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 customer is is being aggressive and negative between the lines of of his of his words there is uh, some keywords of futures, some keywords of things to to, to fix. And this is what, where where the, the attention should flow.
0: Got it. There's one thing, there's one golden nugget that you dropped and I want all the SaaS insiders to hear it as well, just to make sure they heard it. It's, you said that basically when people pay for a solution and they're angry about it, it means there is a real problem that we're solving. We're just not doing it right. And people are telling us what is wrong. Compared to when no one gives us any feedback and they use like the free features and they just, it's just plain and the feedback is just plain, it means there's no real problem. People are just dabbling, they're just trying to save like one minute of their time by using your software, but there is no real problem. There is not something that they would be ready to open their wallets for, let alone, you know, writing the whole negative reviews. So, That's uh, that's super important, and I want everyone to pick this up. That negative feedback is is much better than just plain it's okay feedback because it plain feedback doesn't give you anything. Negative gives you gives you things to change, things to input. If you were to summarize, maybe just like a sentence, how does a quality feedback look to you? Like, let's say you've collected the feedback, you've got some lifetime deals, and, and you've got. You've got some criticism. Some you've got some good yes. things. How can you, can you look at this and say like yes. this is good feedback? I can work with this.
1: Yes, uh, and and by that the good feedback could be also uh, positive. But the, the most accurate positive feedback it's the, is that's coming from, from paid users. If there is a paid user telling you a positive feedback, it should be taken, taken into consideration. So this, is, this may be an accurate feedback. And uh, to, to resume that, so at the early stage, mainly when there, there are negative and aggressive feedback that are coming from, from paid users mainly, uh, or users that, are, that have paid and, uh, and asked for refund, those are uh, maybe a high quality and high input high 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 quality inputs for 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 your next iteration of the product and uh, then later when you are not in the early stage, to know the high quality and accurate feedback is when there are specific about some parts of your software. They they are chilling remarks, very very pointed, and uh, that are coming from users that passed the time inside your software, not who uh, who just re- registered and bounced from your software. So uh, if if there is a user that passed that's passed uh, one one day in my software and uh, tried like uh, five futures, And when he's uh, telling me about a feedback, uh, about a, a future, I know this might be a high quality and accurate be- because he pass the time. But if there is a user that, uh, that accesses the, the, the dashboard, try the one future, like uh, two minutes, he, he excited the, the, the tool. whatever he will will be saying it will be not accurate especially if if he 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 didn't try anything in the software so there is some users like uh, he will access only do the registration he he, he don't do even the 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 validation of the email and he came he told you about about a future inside your software that he he didn't try it this is not a maybe not a, a high quality feedback it's uh, the, the the high quality feedback is is mainly related to the profile and persona of the users. If he is paid or not, uh, if he is registered for some time or not, mm. it's like a, maybe there is some who prefer to to get feedback from users after a few days of the registration. So I I, I will be sure that that they have they have passed some time uh, inside the software. Then I will be asking them like a why you are not returning, why uh, is there a problem? I see by example that you generated a document or used a future and didn't try another future. This discussion might lead to, to get a high quality feedback.
0: So the way I understood it, and I want to make sure I got the right notes, is that how do I know the feedback is quality? Is it if it comes from people that committed in some sort of shape, whether committed money to your product or committed time? They might be committed something else it's something that they've invested into spend something with you money yeah. time whatever and uh now they, they actually care about the product whether in a positive or in a, in a negative way and then we can call this feedback negative, high quality is yes. is that is that the right understanding
1: yes exactly and we are taking all those feedback from multiple channels putting them into into a backlog of features uh, maybe maybe at the beginning a, a backlog of feedback and uh, we do some treatment we do some uh, some uh, research about this feedback to to yeah. group them group them by by priority group them by users group them by kind of feedback by positivity or negativity and uh, after after doing doing all all this this equation we will have high quality list of feedback that are that are really grouped by, by, by prioritization. And then we can pick from them the most accurate feedback that, that were most uh, asked by users, or like a, they will be the input of our backlog of futures for our next release of products. So we will take those first uh, feedback in this list, put them in a backlog of future, work on them, improve the products put a new release, collect feedback from this release, and uh, refresh or, or up, uh, upgrade the, the, the backlog of feedback. And this is a will that, that, uh, that is uh, in a continuous improvement. Every time you are changing the backlog of, of feedback to use them on the, in, the, in your next backlog of futures or on your next sprint to improve your product mm-hmm. to the market with, with a new release, and uh, this is how this is how we will be we will be in a in a in a parallelism with the market, uh, and we, we will know that we can't be far from from the market fit. We, we will be just in 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 the same in the same uh, mm. in the same way to arrive at the at the, the product market fit.
0: I have one question that SaaS insiders might have as well to you is if I'm collecting all this feedback and I'm trying to make it as quality as possible. I am filtering out all the freebie feedback, people dabblers. I, I only focus on people who committed something. I see some conflicting feedback, meaning some, some users want it the one way, other people want it the other way. And it's kind of cannot be aligned. You cannot do it like in both ways at the same time. Have you had this ever happen to you, for example, when there's like some conflicting feedback on a feature? And if so, how do you how do you manage the making the right decision in this in this case uh,
1: this is this is hasn't uh, arrived but but to 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 deal with that I, I may see there there is there is some some solution maybe you can do uh, a testing to 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 check what kind of you feed, of feedback that uh, that might be converted to to a future i will be reaching the the users who who ask them, there is, there is maybe, maybe users that are paying and users that are not paying. But if there is the same user persona, the same user profile bringing the same feedback, but the feedback are not, are, not, uh, are conflicted. I may say to, to, to put an EV testing with a new new product, uh, two products, maybe two product uh, version, and try to test. To, 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 even you, you can avoid to build this. You can even do uh, a demo, or, or do a uh, like like uh, a fixive uh, inclu- inclusion of 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 the future test with with uh, with users. What will be working? And uh, at, at that time, we can we can find which which one it's it's more more accurate. It's more demanded. It will be more useful for 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 the the users. Because if there is these two groups of of users, we may be to put their feedback and put a vote. With other, other users that are even not concerned with with those futures, but they will be helpful to to decide because uh, mm-hmm. you have you have you have users that that uh, that are giving a conflicted feedback, but we, you have a, you have a, a, another group of users outside there that can help you decide because they are Got not enough. building just just for those two groups of users. You have other groups. And those other groups can help you decide which, which, uh, which parts of, of uh, the feedback you, you, you should take into consideration.
0: AB A, B split testing, ladies and gentlemen, good old AB split testing. If you have some conflicting feedback, one of the things to figure out is simply test both versions and see which yeah. one will, will resonate better with, with your core audience. If you were to give one most important advice to our listeners today on collecting user feedback, if there is like one thing, one sentence, one phrase they need to take away from this call to, to, to make it worth their time of listening, what that advice would be?
1: Uh, if I have to get to, to give one, one most important advice from all what I said, I would say search always the negative feedback from pain and satisfied users who maybe have done a And then uh, you can focus on the users who are proposing or asking for some futures, but never put the main focus on users that tell you that your tool is great or amazing. They, they maybe can, can be driving you to the hell without you knowing. Especially at the early stage.
0: Got it. Got it. It's sometimes counterintuitive, SaaS insiders, but negative feedback really shows you what's wrong with your product. Really shows you the areas to improve. I hope uh, we have this community that that we call SaaS insiders. It's uh, a group of SaaS founders and VCs, actually, that we work on making this making this market a better place. And we all want to know a bit more about you as a person as well. Not only as a professional, but also as a person. If you would like to join us, they would need to know a bit more like who you are and simply what you like, right? So we can connect better. Yeah. If, if you don't mind me asking, what's one activity you enjoy outside of work that gets you in a flow state, meaning that lets you disconnect from what you do and lets, you, lets your mind rest?
1: Uh, I would say it's mainly possible. Not not the American football, the Moroccan football. So football like I um, playing two to three matches per per week. In addition to that, there is movies. those, those are are the two, the two activities that, that help to go out from this this area of work. To to another another part to that that help you go into flow state later.
0: And and when you say football, you mean like soccer or yeah it's, it's, it's soccer okay yeah it, soccer. Sasan are our our guest today is from Morocco, so uh, in their meaning football is it's not rugby. It's 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 like yes. a soccer.
1: So
0: <laughs> we're a multicultural community here, so we can, all gotta understand what's, yeah. what's
1: going it's on. A, a key word that that will have many many meaning in everywhere you go. On the world,
0: absolutely. What's the one piece of advice you wish you would you would tell your five years younger self? So, if you were to go to back in time and only had one one piece of advice, one phrase to say to yourself five years ago, what that would be? It's
1: to avoid perfection and take action, and that as soon as possible, as fast as possible, because perfection uh, is, is the, the the enemy of productivity if if you are looking for perfection that that you, you are just putting more time to deliver things more time to ship more time to build so one thing uh, i learned especially when when i i went into the entrepreneurial uh, career is, is to to avoid perfection and ship uh, as soon as possible because it's not a problem to to have a, like a, in the software industry it's not a problem to have book, to have problems you can you can always f- fix later but always to, to learn these high-quality skills that, that uh, it's, uh, avoiding perfection.
0: Love it. I love it. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges that you're currently facing as a founder, as an entrepreneur that stops you going from the next level, that keep you up at night, that people could potentially help you with? In this community, we build it in a very helpful community way. Meaning that if people see the problem that they can help you with, they can reach out and actually make you help you move forward. So, if you if you were to think of one or two places where you currently need help, maybe you need some specific people connections, maybe you're stuck on something. What that would be, so that people could potentially reach out and help.
1: I would say, as an entrepreneur, you have you have many challenges. That's that's uh... That keeps you up at, at night, and and this is uh, so normal because uh, without those challenges you are not living a good entrepreneurial life. So if I have to to check one that really keep me uh, up at night is 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 the time, and especially the time management. Is, is that you are asking why there is no 30 or 40 hours in, in the day? So <laughs> this is this is a, a principal challenge, and this is uh, mainly related to delegation because you you want you don't want to to delegate. For people and uh, keep uh, doing the babysitting with them. you delegate and uh, and uh, put a lot of time to to explain for them things. Mm. Yeah, so uh, at the end you 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 come back and then, and uh, and do it yourself. It will be mainly the delegation for high quality people that can help you on, on, on some tasks like like uh, sometimes the support, sometimes the, the assistance, uh, uh, like those, those tasks, you um, in the majority of time you, you want to, to delegate them to someone and forget about them. not, not uh, try to, to do the, the, the babysitting and try every hour, every every half of an hour you have a question, then it's better to do it uh, yourself. So, this okay. is the, one of the challenges we, we, we are living.
0: Can you think of a specific uh, nature of tasks you're looking to delegate? Is it just some general VA tasks or some really specifically about sales, about development, something mm-hmm. specific?
1: There, there, is a, there is a, we have a, a lot of, of requirements about development uh-huh. in the dev part, but maybe uh, we, we are always with the wrong person. So mm-hmm. we prefer to do it ourselves. There is sometimes sometimes you have a, just a, a future that that it, that need to be done quickly. But when you give it to someone, there is a process, there is a discussion. There is. the The most advantage of 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 small companies, small software is their flexibility. And when you are on the market, if user is asking to add, like by example, a, a button. When I'm drinking my my cup of coffee, I will add this, this button and it's okay. For uh, another company that is a competitor for me and have uh, like uh, 100 people uh, in, in the backside, they will have to do a, a whole process of testing to, to include this button. And this is the, uh, an advantage between, between me and the big company. So if we are delegating tasks, uh, I would say, uh, maybe a bad person or a not, not uh, not the the good one. We will be losing these benefits and we will be losing these advantages. So you you yeah. want always to be flexible with your products on the market because what uh, help you and give you a point more than than the other the other uh, big companies is your flexibility and ability to 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 ship.
0: I agree. Staying agile is definitely gives you an opportunity to be the first one to, so- to solve that small problem that people would appreciate. I hope what do you think success means to you today? And this question is not specifically about business or life. It's just, if you were to define at this stage of your life, what would mean to you to be living a successful life today? What that would be?
1: I will I will say two things. Mainly, the first one uh, on maybe on the personal side is to to be able live the freedom financially, geographically, and temporally. And by that, I I mean uh, that uh, you are living with passion. You are doing what you want, when you want, as much as you want, with whom you want. This is my 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 first thing. And the second is to be able to create an impact like we are we are, we are now talking on the, the SAS insider podcast and the main uh, vision and the main reason we are here is to bring value to impact people to help them to bring from our modest experience and share with them what we know because if, if, uh, if someone is uh, will, will come back after after years and say thank you you helped me with this with these tips, it will be a success for me. It's it's success is not always about the money or about about uh, things that are physical. Success maybe you are you are you are helping someone in a, in a way or, or another. These 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 are a great success and always the impact with our software or tools. Maybe I will be in a in a vacancy or or in in, in like a Colombia or or Argentina and uh, when I'm on a coffee and I will see someone uh, using my software. To, to and and my software is reducing his pain in a, in, in some areas, it, this will be a, a very high success, more than money because because money is something that that came secondly. there is there is this impact, this value, creation, this, this give first uh, philosophy.
0: I appreciate your contribution. I appreciate it, Ayub. Where can founders get in touch with you to learn more about you and and what you do? We'll be leaving those links in the description of our episodes so everyone who's listening can actually click on them and connect. So maybe you can give a couple, couple places that could be useful. Yes it's
1: it's mainly the my social networks and especially LinkedIn I'm, I'm a bit uh, more active on, on LinkedIn and there is my my website mustaid.me so I I I'm sharing a few things there mm. and and uh, awesome. welcome anytime. it's it's mustaid.me it's, it's my website
0: well, I'll put it in the description there's one thing I I didn't ma- mention but I really want to touch this point is what kind of resources you used to elevate your entrepreneurship and your thinking. Uh, We are reading books, we are listening to inspiring speakers. Some of us have mentors and we we are impacted by those people, by those books, by those shows. If you were to name three biggest impact creators for you, it can be a person, it can be a book, it can be any other resource. What would those three would be?
1: Okay, I will tell you four. As a bonus I will I will add one so for, for, for the books I I, I I might say there is the compound effect, it's, it's a, a really a great book there is lean startup by Eric uh, real it's, it's uh, also a, a great book about about lean Startup. and there is uh, for 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 a person who is really really inspiring it's, it's, there is a picture levels and then the, his great book uh, called make is is doing a great job is is just changing the philosophy of of, of building production shipping and uh, for the community, I would say I'm a big fan of of the indie hackers. There is a lot of value there. There is a lot of, of Greek people there. A lot of great inspiration, insights, and products. So it's it's something I I, I usually try to, to to explore to to uh, to read. It's it's a it's a Greek community.
0: I I know those resources are great because you're not not the first one on this show. Who mentions those about the compound effect, the lean startup, the indie hackers, the community. It's been mentioned quite a few times, actually. So we definitely got to look into that more to learn. And of course, links will be in the description for you to check out SaaS founders at any moment when you're ready. Any last thoughts, any last things you want to say when it comes to user feedback, when it comes to SaaS entrepreneurship in total? like How would you like to, to wrap up our talk today?
1: I will repeat firstly to thank you for the invitation, and uh, I will hope that that uh, listeners have have got some value, even if uh, even a little a little bit that may be useful in their in their in their projects and their uh, and their tools. And to sum up, I I would say that please. Avoid the perfection. Please talk to the customer as soon as possible. Ship as soon as possible. Just build and ship, and the, the market will tell you if it's okay or, or if it's okay or not. Because the, nobody, nobody will will matter about about uh, how you are building, what you are building, the way you are going to the market, what your tool your tool do. The most important is why you are building. If the uh, the customer will love it what the the customer are are thinking about it uh, why they will be using it and those questions you can't answer them if you are just with your laptop in your closed room and uh, waiting uh, to ship a product after months just Talk to the customer even without a product. Talk to the customer. There is there is a, a lot of, of steps for the the feedback. There is the feedback in the in the in the pre-launch. There is feedback in the lunch, There is the feedback after lunch. Uh, so the 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 feedback is is uh, is a continuous will that that never stops from the 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 first idea that came to your mind till the exit of your product. On the whole process, you should be focusing on 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 collecting feedback and treating treating them.
0: I hope everyone. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing this feedback with us. SaaS Insiders, we appreciate you connecting to our talk and uh, listening to us today. We'll see you on the other episode of this podcast.